Welcome to the Get a Job, Here's How podcast, the practical how-to guide for women returning to the workforce, recent grads, and those looking to get the job of their dreams. Now, here's the founder of the Back to Business Women's Conference and your host, Katie Dunn. Welcome to the Get a Job, Here's How podcast. I'm Katie Dunn, founder and CEO of Back to Business and your host. I'm here to help you get a job, and I'm not just going to share advice on our topic in each episode. I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it, because here's how are two of my favorite words. It's get a job, here's how. Let's get started. Hey, listeners, I'm happy to be with you today. We are going to talk about interviewing. And I've talked about interviewing on this podcast before, most notably on episode four, when I had my friend Al D here, and we talked a lot of men about how to prepare for an interview. And so what I want to address today is getting really into the nitty gritty of some great strategies you can use to effectively answer interview questions. I'll also touch on some practices that will help you with virtual interviews since in the age of coronavirus, everybody is doing their hiring and interviewing virtually, and there are some tricks to being good at that. So let's start off. We're going to run through things like how to answer that question, tell me about yourself, which can get a lot of people tripped up. We'll go into some really specific ways to answer interview questions and we'll talk through virtual, and then we'll wrap it up here. And my hope is that for those of you who are on the job search right now, you have not taken your foot off the gas. I know the job market is a little wonky, but if you continue to do the things that will get you really prepared for when those interview opportunities come around, you are gonna be one of those people who lands their job in the middle of a global pandemic. So good for you. It is happening. I'm hearing from people all the time that they are still interviewing and offers are still being made. Companies are still starting people in their new jobs just virtually. Laptops can be mailed out to folks and jobs can be started. The work still has to get done. So it's really important to not let up on your job search or your interview prep, even though things might seem like they've slowed down a little bit. Okay, so let's get started with how to answer, tell me about yourself. And tell me about yourself. When I was doing interviews for 12 years for a business school, this is the first question that I asked every single candidate. And I interviewed thousands of candidates for admission to the business school at UNC Keenan Flagler. And I loved to ask this question because it told me so much about a candidate. I could get a glimpse into their communication skills. I got insight into what they actually did throughout their career and how they thought about it, really how they framed their career was really interesting insight for me to gather into a candidate. So also, when you ask this question, you get a sense of how self-aware a person is and also how aware they are of the setting that they're in. And here's what I mean by that. I once interviewed a candidate actually for a job in the business school. And I started off the interview by asking, tell me about yourself. And she talked for eight minutes, an eight minute answer to that question. 
I, I mean, you probably had to wake me up when she was done talking. It was crazy. So to deliver a monologue for eight minutes about yourself without even inviting the other person into the conversation is just not a good communication style. So your length is important when you're delivering an answer to tell me about yourself. And I have a really simple sort of step-by-step process that you can use to sketch out your answer to the question, tell me about yourself. And the beauty of having a process to answer this question is that it gives some structure and some organization to your answer. And that's really, really important because as I mentioned, your communication skills are something that your interviewer is gauging. And particularly when they ask you a very open-ended question like this one. So start off with offering your name and tell people what you do. So for example, if you are a software developer, you would start off with, I'm Katie Dunn and I am a software developer. A statement like that is particularly important if you are a career switcher, because I want you to lead off your answer to tell me about yourself by telling me that you are what I'm looking for. Right. So if I'm hiring a software developer and you are a new software developer, you part of your job in answering this question is to visual make sure that I can visualize that you already are what I'm looking for. So don't start off by telling me that, well, I've done some other things, but now I want to do this. Nope. Start off with the really important stuff. Tell me that you are what I'm looking for. And then tell me, you can tell me where you started your career, right? Give me a little bit of background, but not too much. And you don't have to go back all the way to the beginning if you've had a 20-year career. You want to really focus your answer here to what's relevant to the position that you're interviewing for. So after you tell me how you got your start, give me a transition statement. And transition statements are really important as you're answering this question. Transitions can start with, well, I learned this about myself and decided that I wanted to take my career in a different direction. Or something like, I knew I could contribute more in a different setting. So I went back to school and got a degree in a new field. And then I transitioned into this other career. Your transitions explain why you did something. And they also have the power to tie all of your career moves together. And these things are really important because as you're answering the question, tell me about yourself, you want to be able to show that all the things you've done throughout your career add up to a series of really well thought out moves that propelled you forward. So I'm going to stop here and say that we all know everybody does not have a very linear career path. And sometimes as we look back over our careers, we have made moves that don't necessarily seem to make sense. But your job when you answer this is to make sense of all of those moves and to tie them together in a way that makes sense of them for your interviewer. So if there's a career move that you've made that doesn't quite make sense, you have to think about that job and think about what you learned there and how you use that to move forward in your career. So even if you have to really dig deep and think really hard about something that you accomplished there or something that you learned there that helped you later in your career, that's the thing that I want you to talk about when you mention that particular part of your career.
So after a great transition, you'll tell me that you went to whatever company it is you went to. And don't tell me what you were responsible for there. Tell me what you accomplished there. And it's fine if you just pull out one big accomplishment and then give me another transition and tell me what you did in your next role and what you accomplished there as well. So you can see that this answer really needs to be focused on the big things that you've accomplished throughout your career. And keep in mind also that when someone asks you to tell me about yourself, they did not say, tell me everything about yourself. So as you keep that in mind, you'll need to be very selective about the things you choose to put in your answer to this question. You don't have to tell people everything. In fact, please don't tell people everything, but tell them the stuff that's really relevant, the stuff that allows you to show that linear progression throughout your career and how each move you made helped you to get to the next step. And then always end your answer to this question with a statement that begins with, and I'm here today because, and then to tell the interviewer how your skills and experience that you've gained throughout your career make you the perfect fit for the job that you're interviewing for. So that's a lot to include in a very brief answer to a question. And let's talk about length here, because as I mentioned early on, eight minutes, way too long. But as you put together your answer to tell me about yourself, I want you to have a 30 second version and a 90 second version. And you'll need to know when to use each version. So your 30 second version might be something that you use if you're at a networking event or introducing yourself in a group setting and you're talking about your career background and where you're going in the future. That's your 30 second version. It's quick, it only hits the highlights and it ends with, and I'm here today because, and that's where you really tell people, you know, draw the connection for them between what you're looking for in the future and what you've done in the past. Now your 90 second version is what you'll use in an interview setting. You've got a little more time when it's just you sitting there in the hot seat and your interviewer wants you to walk them through your resume or tell them about yourself. And that's where you can go into the slightly longer 90 second version. Really, if you're talking for more than two minutes, um, that's just going to get way too long and your interviewer is going to start to lose. You'll start to lose their attention and you don't want to do that. So remember, those transitions are really important. You tell them where you started and make sure that they see you in the role that you're interviewing for. Focus really on your accomplishments, not your responsibilities. Pay really close attention to those transition statements and end with, I'm here today because, which is your statement that ties everything together and ties it to the job that you're interviewing for. So this sounds like a lot, and I'm going to want you to practice this pitch. When you practice your pitch, you can record yourself on your phone and play it back. You can record yourself even on video doing it. That's a great thing to do because then you'll really notice all the nuances of your body language as you deliver your answer to that. And also practice with a live human. Really, really important to get some feedback from somebody who will listen to your answer to this. 
and tell you if you were rambling, you definitely don't want to ramble. You want to stick to the plan. And if you use that step-by-step process, you will be able to stick to the plan. You also don't want to be too professional as you deliver your answer to this. And let me explain what I mean there, because I am all for being very professional, particularly in an interview setting. But I want you to not be so professional that you're not being enthusiastic. You have to inject a little bit of energy into your answer to tell me about yourself. After all, if you're not excited about your skills and your career, then it's going to be hard for you to get an interviewer excited about you. Also, as you go through your answer to tell me about yourself and you talk about all the different career moves that you've made, I want you to not apologize for any of the moves that you've made. Now, I hear this a lot from particularly women who have taken a break from their career and they're going back to work. And they sometimes talk about their decision to step out of the workforce in a way that sounds like they're apologizing for it, or maybe they regret it. And that's not a good look. I want to be sure that you own every career move that you've made, especially those decisions to step out of your career, because those are really big decisions. And I know that you didn't make them lightly. So don't apologize for them. They're part of your career story. Own them, talk about them with confidence. And remember that your career break can be a really natural part of a long and successful career. So mention it as part of your career story and move on. Also, be sure that as you are delivering your answer to this question, you are telling your listener why you're interested in this company and this position that you're interviewing for. And that's something that you can work into your answer all the way through your question. Also, be sure that as you're delivering your answer, you're letting this person get to know you a little bit on a personal level, which isn't to say that you include a whole lot of personal information in your answer here, but give them a glimpse into your personality. And again, that goes back to having some energy and enthusiasm when you deliver your answer to this question. Be sure you know as you go into your interview what this company values and work into your answer to tell me about yourself some things that will indicate to them that you value the same thing they do. For example, if the company has a set of corporate values that they talk about a lot on their website and in their hiring information, be sure that you let them know that you value those things too. Okay, so tell me about yourself. If you can answer that question well, as you start off your interview, you're going to really set the tone for a successful interview. And here are a few other ways that you can answer interview questions that will give structure and organization to your answers and really highlight your great communication skills. So one of those techniques is using bullet points for structure as you provide answers to interview questions. And here's what I mean by that, because we're all really familiar with bullet points when you're writing something, writing an email or writing a paper, and they make a lot of sense there as a way to organize information. Well, you can also use them when you're speaking. And so what that might sound like is if you are asked a question like, why would you like to join this company? Your answer could start with, well, there are many reasons. Here are my top three. First, 
and you give your reason. And second, and give your second reason. And third, give your third reason. So that's just a nice way to narrow down your answer that helps you to be sure that you are really addressing the question that's asked and you're delivering that information in a really organized and concise way. And using bullets for a structure in your answer will also help you stick to the point and not ramble things that are really important in an interview setting. Here's another example of how you can use bullet points for structure as you deliver interview answers. You might be asked, what are your three biggest strengths? And you can answer, my three key strengths are one, two, and three. Let me share with you an example of when I demonstrated those strengths. And then you go on to tell a great story that's really engaging, that talks about a time when you used one of your strengths to deliver results for a company. You might also be asked, why should we hire you? And you can answer something like, I'm sure you're talking to lots of other talented people, but let me tell you three things that distinguish me. First, and then second, and then third. And so using those sort of mental bullet points is going to really help you address the question, address it quickly, and get right to the point. Here is my absolute favorite strategy for answering interview questions. It's the PAR technique. And PAR is when you use a problem, action, and result to really specifically address a question that you've been asked. PAR is a great way to address questions that begin with, tell me about a time when you had to do X. Because what they're asking you for there is a specific example of a time when you used a skill that you have that they are looking for. And so if you start out by talking about what the problem is that you were going to solve, what the action that you took was, and then explain the result that you achieved, you'll have a really nicely organized three-part answer to a question. And again, this will help keep you on track of answering that question without going off on a tangent. So think PAR, P-A-R, problem, action, result. Anytime you are asked a question that starts with, tell me about a time. One thing that's really important to talk about with the PAR method of answering questions is that the result is the most important part of your answer here. And yet the result is the thing that people most often forget when they're telling a story. It's really easy to get lost in your story and talk about all the things that you did and then just end your story. But I want to be sure that you hit on the result of the action that you took. And if you can quantify that result, Trust me, you will get major bonus points for delivering a great answer. So think par and think really emphasis on the R. Don't forget that result. The result is what really wraps your story up with a nice bow and a cherry on top and is also the part of your story that signals to your interviewer that you are a results-oriented person that you are focused on goals and results, and that you are able to achieve them. In this era of coronavirus, when people are cutting back on hiring, 
they're looking to really hire people who can deliver on results. So being able to tell your stories with a focus on what you achieved, a focus on that result is what's going to make you really stand out as a candidate when you're interviewing. There are lots of good ways to practice your answers to interview questions. And here's what I'll suggest you use to practice your answers to your PAR questions. First, set up a spreadsheet that has a column for your P, your A, and your R. And then go through a list of commonly asked questions and actually put into your spreadsheet what was the problem you were facing, what was the action that you took, what was the result that you achieved for each question that you are practicing answering. This will really organize your answers. And then I want you to have a friend, a spouse, your kid interview you and tell them that they are specifically listening for par in your answers. Practice until your delivery feels really, really natural. It's important that your delivery is natural and not that you go into interviews and you are reciting answers to questions that you have memorized. That's really robotic and not conversational. And that's a danger of doing all of this practice. But the beauty of doing all of this practice is that I want you to practice through the memorization until you get to the point where you can tell your stories and deliver your answers in a really natural and conversational tone. And make no mistake about it, this takes time. It takes a lot of practice. But hey, if you want that job, you are going to be willing to put in the time to do the practice. And if you do, I promise you will just blow the doors off of your interviewer. They will be so excited about what you can do and how you are the perfect fit. Next, I want to talk about common interview questions. And as I think about all of the common interview questions that are out there, all of the questions that I know I used to like to ask when I was both interviewing people for admission to the business school and interviewing people for roles in the business school and in the companies that I've worked for, I've taken those list of questions and kind of looked for some themes among them. And what I found was they fall into five different categories. And the first one is skills, right? They're looking to see if you have the skills that they need for the job. The second thing that comes up really frequently is teamwork. Everybody who's interviewing you wants to know if you're a team player and if you're the kind of person that they want to have on their team and working with every day. The third theme is communication. Communication skills are obviously so, so important across so many different jobs and industries. And your interviewer is gauging your communication skills throughout your interview. The fourth thing is your values and motivation. This is really important. I often think that interviewers are trying to figure out what makes you tick, what motivates you, what are the values that you hold dear and that are evident in your work. And finally, your work ethic. People want to hire other people who have a great work ethic, who are going to get the job done. And so these are the different buckets that I would put all of the commonly asked interview questions in. And I want to go into a little more detail on each of these buckets because I think it's really important 
for you to understand what interviewers are really trying to get at when they're asking you questions. So let's start with the skills bucket. And here's what I think interviewers really want to know when they're asking you questions that relate to your skills. First, do you have the core fundamental skills that are required to do this job? You should know what those are. As you go into the interview, they should be listed in the job description. And so that gives you the opportunity to really clearly lay out how you have each of the skills that they're looking for and come up with examples of when you have used each of those skills. Also in the skills bucket, interviewers want to know, can you learn things and do you want to learn things? And along those lines, are you coachable? Because honestly, nobody knows everything or has every skill that is required to do a job, but we need to have the capacity to learn those skills we need to be able to demonstrate that we can accept feedback and use that to improve our performance and our skills. And so interviewers also want to know, can you apply what you've learned? And really importantly, will you ask for help if you don't know something? So having a story about a time when you asked for help on something, when you took feedback and used it to improve, these are great stories to tell in an interview because you're demonstrating that you have the type of skills and the ability to learn them and apply them that every interviewer is looking for. So some of the common questions that you might get that relate to skills are, what development projects are you working on right now? And when I say development, I mean personal development. What are you doing to improve your own skills? You might be asked, what obstacles have you run into in a project before and how did you handle that? And you also might be asked to describe a methodology that you're familiar with that relates to the job at hand. So be prepared to answer questions like that and understand what it is that's behind the question that's being asked. Okay, the next category for interview questions that I mentioned is teamwork. And when interviewers ask you questions about your performance on a team, what they really want to know is, do we want you on our team? Are you a team player? Are you aware of your weaknesses? And will you fit in here in our company and on this team? And so you need to really understand what the company culture is like and what the culture of the team is like in order to demonstrate that you will fit in there. So some of the questions that interviewers might ask that relate to teamwork are, what do you find challenging about working in teams? Give me an example of a time you faced a conflict with a team member and how did you handle that? What would you do if you and another team member had different ways of going about something? And finally, what role do you usually play on a team? So there's no right answer to any of these questions because you need to address each of these with a story about a time that you were working on a team and perhaps you stepped up to take a leadership role or you reached out to a team member who was struggling or maybe you were that team member who was struggling and how you asked for help, how you handled that situation. So the teamwork questions, really, really important and Great things to prepare stories around so that you're ready to really wow your interviewer with talking about what a great team member you are. 
The next category for commonly asked interview questions is communication. And what interviewers really want to know when they're asking questions about communication is, do you consider how others receive your message? When you talk, remembering that communication is always a two-way street. They want to know, are you proactive about keeping other people informed about progress and problems that you're facing on a project? They want to know basically just how you communicate with others. Are you kind? Do you consider how they're feeling? And also, depending on the job, they may want to know, are you somebody that we can put up in front of clients? Because you have a good communication style, you're going to represent our company well. These are all things that they're evaluating for as you're interviewing. So some of the specific questions that you might be asked that will gauge your communication style are, how do you like to communicate with team members? And you should have some examples of how you've communicated with team members in the past. You might be asked, tell me about a time you had to persuade others of something. How did you do it? Because in order to be persuasive, you have to be a good communicator. You might also be asked, tell me about a time you had a miscommunication with a colleague or a manager. And look, folks, nobody is perfect. So there will certainly be times in your career that you can think of when there was a miscommunication. And you may be asked to tell that story. And you may be worried as you tell that story that it doesn't paint you most flattering light because there was a miscommunication and maybe it was your fault. But just remember, we all make mistakes. And what's really nice about making mistakes is that we have the opportunity to own them and learn from them. So you may be telling a story about a time that you had a miscommunication. It was your fault. And the best thing you can do is really own that. Talk about what you learned and maybe how you repaired a relationship or how you fixed the situation with a coworker. And that's what's going to paint you in a very positive light. Nobody expects you to be perfect. Okay, the next category of commonly asked interview questions are those questions that are gauging your values and your motivation. And here's what interviewers really want to know when they're asking you those questions. They want to know, what makes you tick? Are you a good person? Are you here for the right reasons? Do your values match up with our company values? And finally, they want to know, do you understand our company culture and will you fit in here? And so here are the questions that they might be asking to gauge those things. They'll ask you, tell me about your proudest professional accomplishment, right? The things that we're proud of say a lot about us. So you may have multiple professional accomplishments, and I know that you do. But the things that you choose to pull out as those that you're the most proud of really say a lot about you as a person and what motivates you. You might be asked to describe a time when you saw a problem and took the initiative to fix it. And here they're trying to gauge, are you a person who's proactive? Are you motivated by really not just the need to get your job done, but to go above and beyond? You might also be asked, why do you like this company? And that's your chance to show that your values match up with their values. You might also be asked, tell me about a time you failed. How did you handle the situation? And again, nobody expects you to be perfect, 
but owning a situation and learning from it and being able to talk about a time that you failed can really tell an interviewer what you're all about. So have a good story. The last category of commonly asked questions are those that get at your work ethic. And when interviewers ask questions about your work ethic, what they really want to know is, are you going to get the job done? Do you give up easily? Can you set goals and achieve them? And do you have a good character? Some of the things that they might ask are, describe a long-term project that you managed. How did you keep everything moving along? The ability to stick with a long-term project really says a lot about your work ethic. So have a good story about a long-term project. You may also be asked, tell me about a time you set a goal for yourself. How did you go about ensuring that you would meet your objective? And here they're getting at your ability to set and achieve goals, which really speaks volumes about a person's work ethic. So be prepared to answer questions that fall into all five of those categories and think deeply about what it is that the interviewer is trying to get at when they ask you those questions. I think that will really help you formulate an answer that's going to portray you in a great light, tell the interviewer an awful lot about you, and demonstrate that you are somebody that is going to be a great fit for that company. Okay, I want to quickly address what if you are asked an inappropriate question in an interview, a question that you're just not sure is A, legal, or B, something that you want to answer. And here's how I suggest you respond to that. Hmm, this is a question I haven't gotten before. Why do you ask? And that way, asking a question in response to that question will put the onus back on your interviewer to really think deeply about why it is they're asking that question and um, where they want to go from there. So, of course, you do not need to answer any question in an interview that you think is something that you shouldn't be asked. But if you're kind of not sure what they're getting at and you need a phrase prepared to just have roll off your tongue, that's going to be your phrase. That's going to come in really handy. At the end of every interview, you are asked if you have any questions for your interviewer. And your answer at that point is a very enthusiastic yes. So you need to go into every interview prepared with a list of questions. And your list of questions needs to demonstrate your industry and company knowledge. It needs to demonstrate that you know the trends in this industry and how they will impact this company. And you can take that information, all that research that you've done in the company, and develop some very thoughtful questions. Your questions can be about how do teams work together, how your position will be evaluated. You need to understand the business model really deeply as you go into an interview. You need to know how that company makes money. And doing all this research and finding out all of these things will help you to put together some great questions that will really show your interviewer that you're the kind of person who does your homework and prepares and comes ready to play and win. And that's the kind of person that everybody wants to hire. So before we wrap up interviews, I want to touch on virtual interviews. And we've touched on this in a few different episodes over the past month or so because everything is virtual nowadays, and you really need to know how to master the virtual interview. So first, 
you want to pay really close attention to what is in the frame that your interview sees when you're on a virtual interview. And that means that you need to do a trial run. You need to do a trial run with the technology that you'll be using your virtual interview for. So if it's Zoom, I want you to set up a Zoom meeting with a friend and have them look at what's in the screen when you're on screen. Make sure you're positioned properly. It's a good idea to have your computer up slightly higher than your head and looking down on you or directly into your eyes as opposed to having it be below you. Um, that can be very awkward in an interview setting. So take time to make sure that you're getting your computer set up, that you're eye level with the camera. And importantly, make sure that you are looking into the camera and not so much at the screen during a virtual interview. This can be really hard because our tendency is to look at the screen in order to see the person that we're talking to. But if you're looking at the screen, you will appear to be looking down. So keep in mind that you really want to be looking straight at the camera and not so much at the screen. Also, pay attention to your lighting. You may want to have a light behind your computer, not behind you. And that way it will shine light on your face and not behind you, which could make you look like a silhouette, which would be super awkward. Okay, find an uncluttered space in your home to do your video interviews. I was asked recently about using those sort of pre-made backgrounds that you can use in Zoom. And I'm, you know, my sense is those are just not quite professional enough for an interview. So I would say just find a really clean and uncluttered space in your home where you can set up your computer to do your video interview. Have notes on the wall in front of you. Okay, this is where you have a huge advantage doing an interview virtually as opposed to in person. If there are points you really want to be sure that you're getting across, you can actually put those on a sticky note or you can tape it up on the wall. Now, I don't want you reading off of your notes during an interview. They're just there for reference for you to glance at to make sure that you are hitting your really important points. And then my last tip for video interviews is amp up your energy level. Um, we heard recently on this podcast from Ryan Carey that you actually have to be way more energetic in video than you might be in person in order just to have the same energy level come across. So be sure that you are practicing that ahead of time so that you don't seem all hyped up when you're on your video interview. You want to be sure that you're projecting the appropriate level of energy and enthusiasm. But what I'm suggesting is that the appropriate level of energy and enthusiasm might be two notches above where you might show up in person. So that's something that for sure needs to be practiced when you do your trial run. Really, really important. And actually, here's my last bonus tip on doing virtual interviews. Dress as if you were going to an in-person interview. So if you would wear a suit to this in-person interview, put that suit on in your home and do your virtual interview wearing the suit. It's a sign of respect for your interviewer that you take this really seriously and you're willing to get dressed for the interview and show up in your own home suit and tie, if that's what it calls for. And you are, you know, you have showed up ready to win here. 
here for this interview. So don't overlook the fact that you still need to be in professional dress, even if it's just for a virtual interview. Now, whether your interview is virtual or it's in-person, the follow-up is really critical. You should follow up within 24 hours of any interview. And you follow up with just a brief email. It doesn't have to be anything really long. Just say thank you, reference the conversation. Send that email to everyone you interviewed with. So you'll need to get their emails during the course of your interview process. And remember that this follow-up is an opportunity to really distinguish yourself. Because honestly, I've heard from others on this podcast, from recruiters that I've interviewed, that not many people actually take the time to write a thank you email. But everybody loves to get a thank you note. So this for sure is a great way to distinguish yourself from the sea of other applicants that are out there. And in a tough job market, we need every advantage that we can possibly get. And a thank you note is a really simple way for you to get an advantage. So as we wrap up, I want to quickly summarize a few of the things that we talked about today. First, interviewing. It's really important to have a great, concise, relevant answer to the question, tell me about yourself. And I've given you a process for developing that answer that I think is going to knock the socks off your interviewer. Secondly, you want to deliver all of your answers in a really concise and organized way. And you can speak in bullet points in order to do that. And you can also use the PAR method. The PAR method is when you talk about a problem, an action, and a result. And then finally, there are five different categories that commonly asked interview questions fall into. They're gauging your skills, your teamwork, your communication, your values and motivation, and your work ethic. So go out and Google a list of commonly asked interview questions. Think about what it is your interviewers are really trying to get at when they ask those questions, and then develop your answers in PAR format and put them in a spreadsheet so that you can practice them, get feedback, refine your answers, and then go in and really shine in your interview. Good luck with all your interviews. I know you'll do great. And now that you know how to really master answering interview questions, go do it. I believe in you. Subscribe to our email list at backtobusinessconference.com for weekly job search advice. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Get a Job, Here's How podcast. You can find all the information from this episode in our show notes at www.backtobusinessconference.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please write a review so that we can reach more people. Now that you know how, go do it.